Street Fighters. It's Wednesday night, time for Street Fight, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single Wednesday night. We're here and uh, ready to hang with all y'all. No calls this week, no calls on Wednesday. Sunday, I'll be taking calls with a special guest that I don't know who it is yet. Um, I should have figured it out earlier today, but I didn't. Um, I'll be taking calls this Sunday. Um, stay tuned to all the social media and Patreon stuff, and I'll, I'll tell you who it is. Um, you are listening to us on you're listening to us on WCRS FM here in Columbus, Ohio. If it's on your radio dial, ninety two point seven or ninety eight point three. You can find Street Fight Radio, along with lots of other amazing programs, including like Real Deal Anarchist shit, like The Final Straw, uh, and other favorites of mine. Uh, Right now, we just started a new shirt fundraiser, a really dope one, in a tank top this time. We're in the tank top game. Um, You can find it by going to store.streetfightradio.com. It's the Big Bill Haywood tank and t-shirt. The famous quote about marks of capital on my body it's a shirt and uh one of our very talented listeners zach bath he makes wood print cuttings or he makes yeah wood prints out of cuttings uh that he does so he digitized it sent me the artwork and you can go get it it's uh, 28 bucks uh it's union made shirt is made in the usa and uh, all the proceeds are getting split three ways between zach street fight and the Anarchist Black Cross in uh, Dresden, Germany, uh, Deutschland, uh, that they are doing um, Ukraine mutual aid. So the money raised is going to like freaky, crazy weirdos like us in Germany. It's not going to people that work with cops. No, please don't do that. You know, although no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I mean, I, I do le- see it in the chat. Everybody's impressed with my guns being out. Okay. Uh, I sunburnt myself today on accident like a fucking fool, right? I put my extreme SPF sunblock on. Okay. And you can tell by looking at me, right? Like, because this top part of my arms, perfectly farmered. Yeah. It's perfect. And, and that would burn if I didn't really sunblock, you know, because it's barely ever out. Miss the backside? Yeah. Everybody always misses the backside, and I should have fucking known, and I should have been more careful, you know? I'm surprised the back of my legs didn't burn, too, because I probably missed the back of my legs, too, so. Yeah, ever uh, since I, I mean, going to the beach with just Charlotte or doing something with just Charlotte, I cannot do my back. Like, because I don't have anybody to do it now. And so I just have these little diamond areas that get fried to a crisp. I mean, I Unless I make my kid rub, rub a greasy uh, sun sunblock into my fucking hairy back. I never have anybody do it for me. I have two people at the house that could do it for me. But I just am like, I just, because I'm always wearing a shirt, really. You're never going to catch me. I mean, last night I was, uh, I had to be on a stream. Or no, I did a podcast. I didn't know if I was going to be on a stream or actually just, you know, uh, doing a podcast. It ended up being just just a podcast. Um, but I'm at dinner and or I'm eating my dinner and we got queso. Yes, we're queso boys at my house. We, okay. we they they started making the smallest little amount of Velveeta that you can buy for like three bucks. Okay, and then make a one night serving of queso. Okay, just which, like a stick of. 
Velveeta, like a stick of butter? Yeah, it's small, but it's, it, but like, you know, uh, I don't know where people grew up or whatever. And I, I don't know how common this is everywhere, but, but in a, a Velveeta with paste picante sauce is, uh, what I call queso and I love it. And it's like, I'm just stuck with it for the rest of my life because I had it as a kid. That's what my parents made. And I just think it's the best tasting shit in the world, you know? But uh, Velveeta's not, like, great. And uh, you don't want a shit ton of queso sitting around the house. Yeah, bowls of, of liquid cheese are, yeah, not... I don't need that much, usually. <laughs> one serving, like you said, one night of it. Yeah. Now they make it. They, like, make one night worth. It's three bucks, so it doesn't end up costing me $15 or whatever. Uh, so I had it, but I spilled it on my mother fucking shirt... Which is, it's. I can think of like six things I'd rather spill on my. The only thing worse than queso on your shirt is jizz, and even that is like not as bad because you got to jizz. Uh huh. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> you got queso though. <laughs> so I I grab my uh I grab the shirt I take it off, and then I eat dinner without my shirt on. Wow. And uh, just me, the wife, and the kid. And my kid's like, you look like a fucking baby. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Sitting at the table with your shirt off, eating. (laughs) Yeah, don't get any spills. Yeah. I I think I want to. I wish I had the wherewithal to just do it every night now. Because there was a freedom to. Like, you just, I can't get messy. No. If I eat with my shirt on, just jump in the shower and then I'm sitting at the table and and they're kind of busting my beans about it. But I'm telling them like, you know, a lot of people eat without a shirt on. It's not just babies. Like there are like houses all over America where they're doing way crazier things with their shirt off. There's people working on their car with their shirt off, like underneath it, Uh you know? So eating burritos and queso with your shirt off. Seems like not too crazy of a thing to me. But did you take off your shirt to eat the food? It wasn't to eat the food. Because if you see the food and then you like strip your shirt off, that's like, God damn. (laughs) That's weird. What are you planning to do? (laughs) That is weird. I'll agree with that being weird. But just like the, the, the discovering it, like how freeing it was to just be like, you know what? I don't care that my shirt's off in front of my family. That's the first time I think that's ever happened. Wow, I love it. In my life, yeah. You should do like a Dove like body positivity campaign. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like... like Dove, Yeah, Dove body campaign where you're like, <laughs> I finally felt comfortable to eat spaghetti with no shirt on in front of my family. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're washing it off. You're <laughs> washing the spaghetti stains off. I mean, that's really the selling point is that like... I always get shit on my shirt. And and like my my uh, uh, stepmom growing up was always getting stuff on her shirt. And like would be mad about it though. She would be like, I always spill something on my shirt. And now I'm thinking like, I, I just figured out a workaround yeah. for that. Pop it off. Well, just take the motherfucker I off. Mean, if you're eating something sloppy, I think if you're eating like, you know, if you're eating like regular food that's not like spaghetti or queso or something crazy like that, you you leave the shirt on. But yeah, one one of my buddies in uh, DC, he I he never wore a shirt unless it was like legally required. Yeah. 
And even then, he'd probably try to get away with it. Yeah, you know, he would go into running the gas stations and stuff, and then be like, "I can pay. Why don't you? Why don't you tell? Don't worry about my shirt. Just let me pay." Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you become a shirtless guy. I mean, I took a step last night. You're close. Uh, I mean, and like I think this all started like two years ago when I got this sleeveless shirt I'm wearing now, where I'm like, huh, all right, no sleeves. That's a little cooler yeah. than having some sleeves. And then now last night, just shit just busted open because it's so hot here, man. And like, I don't even see a lot of people shirtless out on the streets right now. I must be in like the wrong neighborhoods or something. Yeah, you don't live in a shirtless neighborhood. Yeah, everybody's wearing a shirt out there around my neighborhood. And even downtown, I walk downtown, everybody's wearing a shirt. Everybody. And it's like, today's the day, man. You just gotta, we gotta seize the day. And and okay, Psychic Gasoline has a good... Has a good suggestion. Maybe I start taking the trash out at night without a shirt on. Oh, yeah. As like a build. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you start eating dinner without a shirt on. <laughs> and then the Dude. next day you eat the dinner and do the dishes without the shirt on. And then you're taking the... But I don't know. They'd probably kick me out of the neighborhood if I did it. Yeah. So, you know. You bring the property value down. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, you guys, I wish I could explain to you people how crazy this is because I swam with a shirt on. Like, a lot of times growing up, I remember one time my dad took me and Jason to a water park, like as a bonding exercise or something. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I was like 14 and I would not take my shirt off. So I kept getting stuck on the water slides. And then they'd have to come and like help me. I'd be, get the put, hook. I'd, I'd be like going like, no, I'm pushing myself down the goddamn water slide. And finally, I get after a fucking record long water slide run, a guy just tells me like, man, if you don't take your shirt off, the the water slides don't yeah. work. But it's like water slides fucking hurt without a shirt on. They need to make like a rubber shirt to go down water slides in. I think you mean like just a surf shirt, one of those like wet, a wet shirt. I don't even know if that would work. Yeah, I it would. I don't think so. A rash guard type shirt, like yeah. they wear surfing. Yeah, I don't think that people would wear work. those down water slides. Though? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just uh, I I want to go down. It's not the same as like a gilded like system of a down <laughs> shirt that you were wearing. <laughs> Probably definitely what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Some Deftones t-shirt, some Deftones Hanes beefy tee. Yeah, board shorts that were made by like kickwear and had nothing to do with with water sports. Yeah. So, yeah, I I just I was pretty impressed with myself pulling that off. That was a big mm. that was a big day for me. Uh, took a long walk today, got sunburnt, and uh, now I'm I'm not a long walk. It's, it feels like 106 out there. It said yeah. today, and I was just like. I got to get this walk done and then get home and be in the cool. It's yeah. warm, but cool. I, I went and Frisbee golfed. It was good. Nobody. Ha- there probably was nobody there. There was a few crazy people. Yeah. There was nobody on it the street. It was streets. nice. There was just nobody on the streets today at all. Oh, I want to say if you're in Columbus, apparently now, if your power was out, you can go to AEP and get a $250 gift card right. for your losses. So that was a real thing. I, yeah, I heard there's all kinds of stipulations, though. Like, it depends whether they shut you off versus 
if the weather took you out, just give one to everybody for fun. You got enough money, you know? We're all on your pod. Just give us a free month. Really, just give us a free month. They should, know? yeah, just let us give, just AEP, pay the tab for everybody to go to Kroger's, pick a weekend. Yeah. Everybody can go to Kroger's and just grab what they want. Yeah, yeah. it's like the tax-free weekend <laughs> yeah. before uh, school starts. Right. Which is fresh. I I don't know if every state does this, but the like a week before school starts, they just get rid of all the sales tax so right. you can get school supplies, and it whips ass, man. Things are like way cheaper without the sales tax. Mm. Like I've gone and had a real hell of a time on sales tax holiday. Yeah. So that is, and also, yeah, uh, CMRTYZ said some water slides would have you would use those thin yoga mats, yeah, and uh, those were my favorite. Those were absolutely, I mean, put me in a tube, put me in a mat. Although, like, I don't think I could do the water park in a shirt anymore because I don't like the feeling of a wet shirt, yeah, you know, yeah. What if you want to eat, yeah. Nude water park, right? And then you don't have Somewhere to wear wet clothes in Germany. Yeah, because I hate wet clothes. We were talking about canoeing last week. Uh, my daughter uh, was sort of like, you know, we're we're downtown at like the art festival or something. We're walking and we see these people doing kayaks and shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I used to go canoeing, but you like gotta wear your shoes in the water, and it's just it's a disaster going canoeing. So. If you want to canoe, you go find somebody to take you. But it, it, I'm never, I'm never canoeing again. I'm done. That's like trying to get me to camp. It's just not going to happen. It's pretty rough. It's hard to can. I mean, it takes. There's a, there's a, people are too glamorous. I think a little bit because sometimes you'll be like, let's go canoe. It's like six hours to get down the whole thing. We'll just drink like twenty four beers the whole time, and then they're all of a sudden they're like. What about sparkling water? What about like a charcuterie board? And then you're like, no, I, I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant. Actually. Yeah, let's not go canoeing. <laughs> no. Let's just fucking, if you want a charcuterie board, let's just sit in somebody's backyard and have yeah. a charcuterie board. Right. Canoeing is a fucking serious thing, I think. Yeah. You know, you got to get out there. You got to be a part of nature. You got to move that fucking thing is yeah. how I feel. Like I have been seeing a lot of people uh, kayaking. In the Scioto River. I know. Which is ridiculous. There's a launch point right by my house, too. Yeah. The only problem with it is that, like, it says not to touch the water because it's mixed with sewage. Yeah. Like, there's signs that say don't touch the water because it's mixed with sewage. But also, you can rent a kayak and get in the water. And I saw a lady on the end of a kayak while her her partner or whatever was rowing and she had her hands in there and she was trying to move it fast, which doesn't even help. You're just putting your hands in dookie water just to do it. Read the signs. I know that like there's signs, signs everywhere. There's signs, you yeah. know, and we don't like, you know, we don't like those. I don't like a no trespassing sign, but a sign that says half of this water is dookie. Yeah. It's something I, I want to pay attention. Thank to. you. <laughs> Uh, so Brett, we had a story that happened last week, probably like right after we walked out of here, um, on Sunday, I think it would have had, no, th I think it happened last Thursday. Oh, okay. When was the 16th? It happened on the 16th. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this. The Kansas city, Kansas police department is opening up about a medical emergency, possibly due to fentanyl exposure. Did you see this No. guy? Oh my God, dude. 
Officer Dallas Thompson dropped to the ground. His team used five rounds of Narcan before emergency workers transported him to the hospital. <laughs> five rounds of Narcan. That's a lot. <laughs> so much. They they're just trying to use all the Narcan so people that do drugs can't get it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they love Narcan. These police, Yeah. they just, I mean, like we've said before, maybe it's because it gets you super sober. It's like a no another level of sober uh -huh. that these guys are just like damn stone you cold can get sober real square man yeah I mean you can you can get all the way the community policing team is still emotional as they discussed what happened in January <laughs> Officer Dallas Thompson says he thought of his daughter as he struggled for air and his vision went blurry he could hear the rest of the team yelling and encouraging him to stay with them it was really scary recalls Sergeant. Leanne Shelton. Shelton crouched next to Officer Dallas Thompson and encouraged him to breathe. You're just in the heat of the moment, and the only thing you care about is having the officers start breathing again, Shelton said. Which <laughs> it was the heat of the moment. Okay. Um <laughs> somebody posted he's... under this news story, somebody posted a picture of a guy with his hand open dumping fentanyl in his hand to prove that it doesn't do that but the news is just like yeah he must have got some fentanyl in him i don't yeah. know yeah i also love he's lying on the ground writhing around and just like listening to them and it's like were you out of it yeah or not yeah were you out of it or not Fine. You, you you seem to remember the whole thing as it happened <laughs> <laughs> Officer Thompson and his team were helping deliver food to families in need through harvesters at a local church. They quickly switched gears to help the, in a burglary investigation. Eventually, a suspect was detained. Thompson did a quick pat down while wearing gloves. He found pills crumbled in an envelope. So that's when he started to melt down. Yeah. Right. Like, by the way, this fucking guy had the pills on him and he's alive. So he, he had he, rubber gloves on. Yeah. He found an envelope with crushed up pills in it. That the other guy put in an envelope to carry around. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. gloves on, most likely. Yeah. And then he yeah, no, wait. had a panic attack, I guess, a meltdown. Yeah. I think once you're in it, you got to like, um, you got to commit. Because what would you just be like? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's that serious, actually. What if they gave, what if, what, here's, a, here's an idea I got. I just got right now. This is perfect. Uh, first of all, abolish the police. That's the first idea I had. Uh -huh. But since they're not going to listen to me in that department, maybe just fucking put an Ativan in the... Uh, Narcan? In the kit. No, in the oh. kit. It's just like, dude, if you start feeling like dizzy and stuff like that, just take yeah, this take Ativan, Ativan and go home and take a night-night. You're fine. Right. You know, people are touching fentanyl every day. <laughs> but I mean regular ass people yeah, yeah, are touching definitely. it every single day it got me thinking like what happens when they put a cop on fentanyl in the hospital like do they get really scared you know because they're gonna put you on fentanyl in the hospital if you're in a shitload of pain does it make you does it make them go like oh no <laughs> what could happen here i might have to take five shots of narcan <laughs> uh, i also think some of them are doing it for sure the uh, fentanyl? Yeah, I think there might be one or two mixed in there as a guy that's just doing fentanyl on the job. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that these guys are maybe stealing some drugs. I just find it, like, they are very clearly freaked out by this stuff. Oh, for sure, it's yeah. It's very clear that 
somehow they, they got in really their head yeah. convinced themselves yeah that it's like what it that it's like uh some airborne pathogen right that terrorists are firing at them and stuff like i think it's like, like really a fundamental misunderstanding of what the problem is with the fentanyl overdoses it's it's like not because somebody accidentally got a little fentanyl in their stuff it's because they overdose right because they don't know how how, how hard it is like yeah how, how much potent. fentanyl is in there yeah yeah that's what it is um so yeah. officer thomas and his okay so anyway it's just one thing that haunts the team. No one broke protocol or made a mistake. They were careful. An officer still landed in the ER. What happened next is told through direct interviews and body camera footage. The team describes as tough to watch. These guys are just co co congratulating themselves yeah. for saving a guy that nothing was happening to. They get hazard pay. <laughs> they get bonuses. They get extra haircuts. They get donuts. It's rough. It's not easy to watch. You know the outcome. You know it's like watching a movie that you've already seen. You know how it's going to resolve, but it's still difficult to watch, said Captain Joseph Grazella III. Within minutes of removing the gloves, Thompson fell straight backwards and crashed to the ground. Nice. The team jumped into action. Seeing Dallas fall down like that instantly, I felt helpless. I felt like I was going to essentially watch my friend die, said Captain Grazella. Grisella remembers Dallas struggling to breathe and his bloodshot eyes. I've never seen eyes turn bright red before. It was all those blood vessels just struggling for air, Captain Grisella said. Nobody else. This guy was wearing gloves. Nobody else around them was in this situation. None. Not a single other person that's in the... In the thing. Training kicked in. Grisella grabbed his Narcan and delivered a powerful dose of the nasal spray, which works to counteract opioids like fentanyl. Additional officers poured into the scene and passed their Narcan to the captain, too. Oh the first doses didn't help. Grisella switched nostrils and eventually delivered a total of five doses to Officer Thompson, who confirmed he felt like he was dying. If this thing was worth a million dollars, it's priceless to me now, Captain Grisella said while holding Narcan in his hand. They did five hits. Five hits of Narcan. Officer Thompson let his team tell what happened that day. He doesn't remember much except struggling to breathe. He couldn't communicate. He remembers people yelling and encouraging him to hold on. His vision was blurry. He remembers thinking of his daughters and how he didn't want them to grow up without a father. He explains his youngest daughter still doesn't understand what happened to her dad. This, you're, you weren't overdosing, my friend. No, he's writing a story. Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> this is like very movie-like stuff. This is, uh, yeah, this is like group improv class. Yeah. This is like a moment in a movie where the cop gets shot and it slows down. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. And everybody's standing around him like, oh, is he going to be okay? Doc, yeah. is he going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. They roll it over and the Bible that his dad gave him blocked the bullet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They got the fucking paddles. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any paddles? Do we have any defibrillator paddles? He's dying, I tell you. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the quotes in here are like, you're going to make it. Like, they're standing around him saying, you're going to make it, buddy. You're going to do it. You're going to get through it. And it's like, what Me the fuck? Remember all those people faking the vaccine seizures, too? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like someone in front of you is doing, like, a really half-assed job. Yeah. And you're just like, we got to run with it. 
Yeah. I mean, you can't just tell them to get the fuck up. Yeah, there's nothing. It's like, you calm could, down. Yeah, there's you couldn't. And they're also primed to be afraid. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't talk a like, cop into like not and to just being like, think of all of the different ways this Narcan could have got to anybody. This 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 fentanyl could have got to anybody else here. Yeah. So why are why are you thinking that? Like, how did it get to Every, you through your gloves? <laughs> right. How did that happen? Yeah. How did it get you through an envelope, through your gloves? I mean, the thing that the news, why won't the news ever say, how come the person that was doing the fentanyl didn't die? Yeah. <laughs> why not it, ask that question? <laughs> right. Uh, it's like some, they pull up and some, some drug addict is like, yeah, man, I, I I was getting stoned, and then the the cops came in, and then he he dropped dead. They start panicking. I was I was smoking my uh, smoking my heroin. <laughs> I blew it in his face, and he dropped dead. It says this uh, dork style. Too powerful. And, and the chat says this one smells like a cover up for an OD. I mean, I don't know. I don't think and, cops would do street drugs. I really don't think. That if I, I just, I don't know how many cops there are that are, cause they are trained to be terrified of street drugs, especially now with the fentanyl thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a thing where they're, I think they're legit scared. I just don't think they know what the fuck is like. I don't think that they like, I think they really believe this is happening. And I think they're having a panic attack. It's like when I have a fucking panic attack thinking I have some kind of cancer because yeah. I have a pain in my back. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. That cancer is ultra real in the moment. It right. all becomes very real. And I have all of the symptoms of whatever this is that I've convinced myself into having. And then when it's over, I'm like, I'm okay. Now these cops, they fucking administered five hits of Narcan like they're not. They think they saved this guy's life. They, I yeah. guarantee you, they think they really saved this guy's life with all these hits of Narcan. And there's no way you're going to be able to tell them. Yeah, I mean, one or two, they should snap out of it. One. It yeah. takes one. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what happened to this guy. I do not know. But I do know that like everybody is being really dramatic about this, and somebody has to listen to the many doctors who say one grain of fentanyl dust getting on your skin isn't going to kill you please somebody listen just please this is such a war on drugs thing yeah that they do it's just this is this this is the most it's like when they told us that like people were doing meth or bath salts and eating people's faces right 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 you remember that was like right when me and brett first started podcasting the the news was that like they were people were snorting bath salts and then eating people like literally eating chewing their face and uh it was D on the news dc had it for a while still even when i was in dc on public transportation they had like zombies and shit yeah 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 i mean war on drug shit is just very propaganda and it would be nice that if like I, I, I know that journalism is stenography for the cops. Like, I get that. But I also think, like, there's got to be somebody in that police department to explain to them that this isn't real. Like, I don't know why. No, there's got to. There's not even, like, 
None of these news stations will even pick up one of the many, many people on the fucking on Twitter that are saying hey, doctors like actual fucking doctors doing like open letters to police departments saying this is not how this stuff works. One of these news stations should truly like, are they afraid to report that? Cause they're afraid of what the cops are going to do. Is that the thing? I, I suppose so. I mean, yes, they, they, people love the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a very weird guy. Uh, it happened again and, uh, they're very proud of themselves. They saved a the guy's life. <laughs> so, that's what they do every day. Uh, uh, the first thing Thompson said when he was starting to come through, he started yelling the officer's name because he was exposed to the fentanyl as well. So he's saying this other guy was exposed to it. This other guy's fine. Yeah, the other guy kind of brushed it off. <laughs> so they do have an editor's note at the end of this. Uh, the officer's medical records show he was treated for fentanyl exposure. There's no mention of a panic attack. No fucking shit. Nobody will tell these guys that they're having a panic attack. Uh, the KCKPD tells us that the doctors who treated the officer and they are proud of the medical to trust the doctors who treated the officer and they're proud of the medical response. As part of our reporting, we reached out to the DEA who told us the potential exposure of our agents and task force to elicit fentanyl puts their safety and health on the line. So they, they went, they said, so they're like this. They're like uh, a bunch of people respond to the story and they're like, this is just like not medically possible and then the editor's like wait a minute we asked the dea and they told us that it's possible right <laughs> so that's five narcan cop he's i guess doing okay now he's alive congratulations <laughs> good for you five We're narcan so, cop so glad to have you back <laughs> that's the worst that's i think that's the worst panic attack anybody's ever had five narcans worth five narcan panic attack can you i can't just think lay, of a worse one. laying on the ground crossing his eyes i can't see i can't see <laughs> it's like when your kid is trying to get attention and they're yes. too old to be crying yes but they cry anyway so that you they because they think like you're, he's gonna come save me and feel bad you yeah. know that's what he was doing he's yeah doing a fake you just oh my god just a little show a little dr drama show it's nice to put on a little fucking show i guess you know yeah um brad i got some bad news for you man uh-oh yeah i'm sorry uh rowan atkinson do you know who that is mr bean mr bean uh he's a cancel culture guy so no. yeah i mean why would he be one of all the people in the goddamn fucking world, why does Mr. Bean got to be a cancel culture guy? He likes ass pinching. <laughs> Comedian Rowan Atkinson shared his views on cancel culture, stating that every joke needs to have a victim. Okay. <laughs> He's Mr. Bean. <laughs> he doesn't even have to say this. That's not something he has to say. His jokes, this, this joke, he gets a turkey stuck on his head. Yeah. Who he's the victim. I guess if you're you're the victim, it's fine. But I don't think every joke has to have a victim. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I don't see that. Doesn't really shine through in his work. It, it does seem like, well, some most. I guess everybody else suffers because Mr. Bean is around. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate. I'm not a Mr. Bean guy, and I don't think I've ever seen the Mr. Bean movies. Uh -huh. But I did think he was kind of low key hilarious when he would show up on like a quick skit. 
You know, uh-huh. I don't know if I could sit down and watch the whole Mr. Bean nice movie. 90 minutes of it. But when he rolls in for like 90 seconds and yeah. like falls down the steps or like, you know, uh, accidentally gets his clothes ripped off. I don't know what else he does. You know, I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of funny. You know, I like the rocks being a movie like that rat race movie. Uh huh. Where they had like everybody in Hollywood in this movie and also Mr. Bean was in it. And uh-huh. like, damn, Rat Race was Rat Race. It's a good movie. Yeah. Probably should go back to that one. I might have to watch that one again. It had everybody famous at the prime of my life. Uh, speaking to the Irish Times, Atkinson discussed his definition of comedy, noting that offending people is part of the performance. Not his performance, though. That's the thing about this. Uh, it does seem to me that the job of comedy is to offend or have the potential to offend. And it cannot be drained of that potential, Atkinson said. I don't think so at all. I don't get that either. I don't understand that. I mean, I feel like it's mostly, for me, comedy is about camaraderie. It's about like knowing what's, what you mean Yeah. in a way, you know? Well, it's like sharing, uh, sharing a, I don't know opinions or ideas that a lot of people i don't know i i think who's what's my theory of comedy well i'm not even i don't think i don't think comedy has to be like victimless or anything i didn't say that yeah i think you can goof on people and stuff like that and and i'm also not even yelling like i i don't know i think that comedy offending people is I don't know if it's necessary, but I also don't know if it's something that like should be complete needs to be completely stamped out. You know, I don't mind if people are offended and nobody's stopping comedians from offending people either. Yeah. And and we've also come to the point where like, I mean, you're looking at Dave Chappelle. It's he's getting to the territory of like Steven Crowder where it's just like, I'm not a comedian. I'm a comedian that like, is at going after one demographic of people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really, what's funny to me is being fucking cruel to this group of people. Not like I have a funny thing to say, you know, not that there's a funny observation I have that I want to share and I move on, you know, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. You're allowed to, you're to say some shit if you want about anything. It's targeted. It's, it's spending. It's JK Rowling. Just, constantly talking about real women talking about real women protecting real women and being ugly and mean to people that the world is being the whole world is ugly and mean to yeah yeah i agree and and again there's like, already a victim like you're jumping in yes you are jumping you're in jumping in on somebody perfect. else on a victim yeah yeah you've seen something happening and you are a part of that thing happening, no matter what you think. Like, I know that J.K. Rowling probably doesn't think she has any power or whatever, but she is like a part of that. Yeah. You know, she's a part of the problem here. She's she's got she's got a piece in there. And like, I think that like I don't I'm not a guy who I don't think anybody shouldn't be allowed to work. And I don't I don't get offended by things that people say, but I do think that it's perfectly normal. If your joke is supposed to have a victim, if your joke is supposed to offend, then you need to be prepared for the fucking fact that somebody's going to be offended. When you tell your joke, you can't, you can't say jokes have to have a victim jokes need to offend. And then when people are offended, be like, I can't believe people are offended. This is fucking horrible. 
And right. again, we're fucking talking about Mr. Bean right now. Yeah. Not even <laughs> like a guy that doesn't even have to worry about getting canceled. I don't like, think. A guy that dances with an upside down mop in a broom closet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he Mr. Bean's not funny. I don't think. I don't think anybody's ever said he was funny. I think they just figure he's like, I don't know. He's like bizarre. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's like a holdover from a different from time. Like vaudeville. Yeah. He's like the last guy that is vaudeville silent movie star. Yeah. He's the last guy that nobody's ever going to be able to do Mr. Bean again. Nobody's going to put up with Mr. Bean ever again. We can't have another Mr. Bean, you don't think? I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't see people like taking years of like mime classes and and all this stuff so that uh so that people have to uh so that people can watch you for an hour and a half like make faces. <laughs> um It's it's a children's act. Yeah. And I also but it's a children's act for adults. You know? Because he he didn't it wasn't it wasn't like a children's no. show. Like everybody was seeing Mr. Bean when he, I never did. I'll tell you what, I'll just say it now. I never liked Mr. Bean. <gasps> I was not a bean head. No, not me. You, I mean, everybody who knows what I'm into would know I wouldn't like yeah. Mr. Bean. But uh, I just think, I think the reason I brought this up is because I think it's going to be funny when like guys like Chappelle and Louis CK start saying like, even Mr. Bean, a genius. Is that your yeah. side? You're right. All the Legion of Skanks are going to be like, nobody does physical comedy. Nobody does the Laurel and Hardy shit anymore. Yeah. Mr. Bean. Even he agrees. Okay. He, he, he knows how to say fuck you in Australian. Yeah. Everybody's got to act like they like Mr. Bean now. Yeah. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah, everybody's beaniac. So, yeah, Rowan Atkinson says... Um, the. Uh, someone or every joke has a victim. That's the definition of a joke. Is someone it? or something or an idea is made to look ridiculous. The comedian is widely recognized for a performance in the British slapstick sitcom Mr. Bean, as well as his more vocalized role as the titular character in Blackadder. Maybe Blackadder is really offensive. Okay. You know, I don't know. I never saw Blackadder. I didn't think it's I would ever. Very popular. It's is like it? one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. So. All the, uh, whatever those people, people obsessed with England. So, hey, everybody, you know, Mr. Bean wants you to cool it. Okay. Like, uh, and he says here, I think you got to be very, very careful about saying what you're allowed to make jokes about. Atkinson continued. You've always got to kick up. You always got to pick, kick up. Really? What if there's someone extremely smug, arrogant, and aggressive, self-satisfied, who happens to be below in society? They're not all in houses of parliament or monarchies. There are lots of extremely smug and self-satisfied people in what would be deemed lower down in society who also deserve to be pulled up. The actor concludes by stating that in a proper free society, people should be able to joke about any topic. And that's the part I wanted to bring up is that like nobody in this world is saying that you can't make fun of people they're saying like making like you're allowed to like make fun of people that are trans you're not really shouldn't make fun of people because they're trans you know what i'm saying yeah like that's really the what they don't get you know what i mean we're just saying like don't make fun of people for who they are, I guess, right. is what I'm saying. But you can still make fun. I make fun of, 
like my kid and I make fun of all kinds of people. So, fuck you, Mr. Bean. Now you got me all mad and I'm yelling about Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, you suck. Um, yeah, fuck you, Mr. Bean. You can kiss my butt. Um, did you hear about the uh, Kraken guy? The uh, He's a crypto guy that's like a weird, like, freak. New office policy? <laughs> yes. I love it. I don't because this is scary. Because this is going to be their thing. Yeah. This yeah. is their way to more control. Yeah, I got to get logged into this stupid fucking uh, New York Times because it hates me. But I will be logged. Oh, here we go. Jesse Powell, who leads the crypto. Uh, Jesse Powell, a founder and chief executive of Kraken, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, recently asked his employees, if you can identify as a sex, can you identify as a race or ethnicity? Nice. Love I it. I hate guys like that. I hate them. I hate I'm just asking question, guys. If I had to make a list of like people in the world that I absolutely hate, it's one of the top is libertarian. I'm just asking questions, guys. Yeah. They're the worst. You know, devil's advocate freaks. They just can't just be normal for two minutes. Uh, he also questioned their use of preferred pronouns and led a discussion about who can refer to another person as the N word. Uh, what? <laughs> it's a work meeting that he's, um, and, and he told workers that question, uh, that questions about women's intelligence and risk appetite compared to men's were quote, not as settled as one might've initially thought. In the process, Mr. Powell, a 41-year-old Bitcoin pioneer, ignited a culture war among his more than 3,000 workers. According to interviews with five Kraken employees, as well as internal documents, videos, and chat logs reviewed by the New York Times, some workers have openly challenged the chief executive for what they see as his hurtful comments. Others have accused him of fostering a hateful workplace and damaging their mental health. Dozens are considering quitting, said the employees, who did not want to speak publicly for fear of retaliation. Corporate culture wars have abounded during the pandemic as remote work, inequity, and diversity have become central issues at workplaces. At Meta, which owns Facebook, restive employees have agitated over racial justice. At Netflix, employees protested the company's support for the comedian Dave Chappelle after he aired a special that was criticized as transphobic. But rarely has such angst been actively stoked by the top boss and even in the male-dominated cryptocurrency industry, which is known for a libertarian philosophy that promotes free-willing speech, Mr. Powell has taken that ethos to the extreme. Um, so I went and looked for this guy, Mr. Powell, and you're not going to believe this, but he was on Fox News. Mr. Just Asking Questions guy okay. decided to make an appearance on Fox News. So I am going to bring that up. And uh, I would love him to be on screen, Jason, if, if you can get this guy on screen, because he looks exactly like you would think he looks. Um, if you can't, don't worry about it. Just Google him. He's a freak. Um, yeah, I do have a Google sheet. I'm, I'm opening him up right right now i got some sheet going on all right here we go everybody we are going to this here's the queen of my check out the kraken guy here we go okay here it comes and i flubbed flub i turn everything down because i don't want it to come through and because before the show i was looking at videos of people farting and shitting their pants and uh 
it accidentally went out over the thing on accident. So I had to unplug and then plug back in. It was a whole yeah, thing. Unfortunate. The, the problem, you know what happened? Was uh, there was a video on YouTube that said a woman shit her pants on one of those slingshot rides. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, I need to see that. She did not shit her pants. They were using it in the in the uh, figurative sense. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't a literal shitting pants. Like she's scared. She shit her pants. Like I would say, oh, I shit my pants. Right. You know? So that was a letdown. But we were looking at that Eric Swalwell farting. I was looking at top live TV farts because I had gas before we started recording. I was letting everybody know I don't fart while I'm recording. Uh, my balls sweat, but I don't fart while okay. I do a podcast. Great. CEO of Kraken says his workers can't stay focused when triggered people keep dragging them into the therapy session. So his solution is simple. Offended employees can quit and take four months of pay, but they only have three more days to decide if they want to do that. So here to tell us more is the Kraken CEO. He founded the company. Jeff oh, you see what he looks like? Can we all see what he looks like? Because he, he looks exactly like what a libertarian just asking questions guy would look like. He looks like a little worm popped out of the dirt. He does. With he glasses. Does. He does. He does. He looks like a geek. A real fucking geek. Jesse Powell. Uh, 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 a, a crypto geek, which... Did you see all that stuff from the NFT convention yesterday? The Bored Ape thing? Yeah. Con did, or whatever? Did, no. Did you see what was going on there? They, there were people putting QR codes up around the place. Oh. And if you scan the QR code, it emptied all your crypto accounts into their account. And like, yeah. it was, they, they were, they hired uh, a Snoop Dogg impersonator. Yeah. Because they wanted people to be like, oh my God, NFTs are so big. Snoop Dogg's here. But it wasn't Snoop Dogg. And his, his thing said dupe snog. And they said not to report that Snoop Dogg was there. <laughs> it was just uh, getting your account emptied. I, I mean, I got to say the NFT thing where guys get their accounts emptied is always going to be funny to me because it's a hundred grand or something like that. It's like, I know it's any, so much money. Anybody that can spend that much. I, fine. You deserve it. <laughs> you just lost a hundred grand on your JPEG purchase. Good morning. Thanks Good for having morning. me. Well, thanks for coming on. This is a different approach from the top boss. Why did you do this? This is not okay. What did they just say about Netflix when they said cut the malarkey or if you don't like what we're doing, you have to leave. Like this is not a change. Like every boss is freaked out about what they perceive as like a woke mind virus. Fucking Elon Musk just fired all of the people. He just laid off all the LGBTQ plus and diversity people in, in his company. He lay, he did layoffs and he laid off anybody that had anything to do with, with that kind of, with those diversity initiatives and stuff. So this is not some fucking, you know, crazy thing that like one guy's doing this seems to be what everything's heading to right you know like people freaked out about what they perceive as some kind of wokeness uh who i don't even know what they're freaked about what is happening why are people getting like what like why are people getting triggered at work anyway like what are you talking about at your job 
that you're triggering people at work. Why is that happening? They feel threatened because they can't be racist and sexist in the workplace. Right. That's all. But you never could do that. I mean, well, <laughs> see, that was bullshit. I said that and was like, you couldn't tell overtly racist jokes at work. That's also bullshit because people used to do that. I'm saying like, I don't know. You were never supposed to do that stuff. That stuff was always against the rules and you were always in trouble for something like that. Right? Uh, I don't know. I think people are being more active now to uh, recognize that there's other people that exist besides white men. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the real victim of this kind of stuff is white men not being able to tell racist jokes and stuff like that. That's the real victim of, I mean, it's a workplace thing. It just shocks me every time we're hearing people from a workplace say this guy's fucking asking who he can call the N word. Like, why is he doing <laughs> that at work? Yeah. Like what is happening at this workplace? Right. You know? But we had a few people creating distractions for the whole company. And, uh, you know, we had a bunch of people sympathizing with those people. And uh, so we okay. felt like, you know, it'd be better for everyone if these people just, if they weren't comfortable here, uh, if they just moved on. And so we're offering four months of severance for those that want to take the, uh, we call it the jet ski. And uh, they can ride off into the sunset with four months of pay <laughs> and find something that'll work better for them. Did those Who rides off into the sunset on a jet ski? What is that all about? You know? horse we call it taking the horse you ride off into the sunset on a horse or a motorcycle yeah not a jet ski jet ski can't get you anywhere nobody has ever traveled somewhere on a jet ski in the history of jet skis right you can't like you you always if you're on a jet ski you always end up where you left from that's uh -huh. what i'm saying like they're not made for travel Although I'd, I'd be consider, I'd consider trying. I don't know how long a tank of gas will get you on one of those things, but you know, someone did rode one to Cuba. A from, jet ski? Yeah. How far is that? Like hundreds of miles? I guess. Or ten? Ninety miles, 90 miles on a jet ski? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try that. I would do that. I would if somebody gave me a jet ski and let me fucking travel somewhere, and I'd give it a shot, and then I'd apologize to this guy. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. People take advantage of it. Yeah, we've had about thirty people so far take advantage uh, for stated culture or mission-related reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, that's out of more than three thousand people, so we're looking at about one percent of the the whole company. All right. So, um, what is the reaction from the other people that work for you? Uh, overwhelmingly positive, really? uh, huge amount of support for this move, uh, huge amount of support for the company's culture and mission and, and the reinforcement of those. And, uh, you know, I think everyone's just ready to get back to work and stop being distracted. I know you say you have liberty. So apparently somebody told him to frame this as a distraction because there's this thing you can do when you work for a big company where like you can make up a reason to get rid of people as long as you say words like certain words. So like, Oh, he's a distraction, you know? Right. Um, and stuff like that. That's how you like get away with basically saying, go fuck off here anymore because you know, that's really what he was saying. He tell him to fuck off, like leave. I'll give you four months severance. Yeah. Get the fuck out. I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. I want to be able to have, you know, these weird, 
I'm sure the conversations are nasty. He's the diversity of thought guy, right? Um, that's what he said. He said he wanted to prioritize diversity of thought instead of just like strict, like color requirements. I don't even know what that is though. Conservatives. It means allow people in that think that some people should be eradicated. Yeah. Let people believe in fascism. Why can't, you know, why can't we be more racist at work just to test the waters for racism? It's not even about. Are we sure it's no racism is good? Yeah. I mean, we haven't even had like how many generations of work have we had where they started to get rid of racism? We don't even know if getting rid of racism is the best thing that we could possibly do. I think productivity could also come with more racism. Nobody's thought of that, have they? You know? Uh, distraction. That is the kind of shit I used to get written up for all the time when I was being a pain in the ass at work. Brian's being a distraction again. Yeah. I was always a distraction. <laughs> it was a, I was an incredible distraction at, at meetings. My daughter, as a matter of fact, uh, in five minutes is at her first staff meeting in ooh, her life. Ooh. And you know what I told her? I was like, get ready. Because everybody's going to have questions and it's going to be the most annoying thing in the world. Lots of questions. <laughs> That's what a staff meeting is. It's like everybody can ask 75 questions. Things. Shit keeps popping. Sorry. Ready to get back to work and stop being distracted. I know you say you have libertarian values, but what specifically do you believe? Yeah, so I think the whole crypto industry is really rooted in, in libertarian values. and That's why we hate you. That's why so many people hate crypto. Oh, did I mute? I muted. Principles of uh, sound money, personal autonomy, um, the right to transact, uh, the right to free speech, um, you know, the right to not have somebody else impose their views on you. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we've gone a long way. The company's gone a full decade without having this kind of a problem. All right, I want to say, I'm going to give one thing first. I don't know what the right to transact is. <laughs> He's saying, you're like, you have the right to buy stuff. You have the right to transactions. <laughs> you can do several transactions a day. It doesn't matter. You, We should have the right to transact, which is something I've never heard. Uh, diversity of thought is interesting because he seems to have decided he needs to get rid of everybody who thinks differently right. from him. You know, right. So that doesn't seem true. I think it was just really in the last year in the crypto boom, uh, when we had, I think, people that weren't so much aligned with with the original mission come into the space. So I know you said what was the original mission like racism? <laughs> the original mission had a significant amount of racism involved with it. And then these people joined and now they're getting rid of all the racism. They're trying to get rid of the racism. The original plan was to make a bunch of money without queer people involved. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Make a bunch of money without women either. You know, it's like, he really is like, like the things he's accused of are like, uh, you know, being anti-gay, uh -huh. being racist and being sex saying women aren't as smart as, uh, men. And, uh, I mean, the, how does that like, foster some kind of a, a, a workplace culture that you're trying to get. Like this guy's trying to foster some kind of workplace culture. And like, it is really just 
I need to be allowed to say anything I want when I'm out here fucking around at work. Because he's probably not doing any fucking work either, dude. He's probably yeah. just there dicking around, drinking green smoothies, and talking to the people that work for him. Right. You know? That's all he's doing. He's not He's not fucking working. And he's just, he, he has a clubhouse called the office that he can go to and he can fucking say anything he wants and do anything he wants and then tell everybody what to do and he can leave. And when people uh, didn't like some of the things he said, he fucking melted down and said, fine, you can all quit Yeah, because I can't fire you. Stop being a distraction. And I can guarantee the people who decide to stay are going to get treated like shit too. Like people who are like, well, you know, I think what you said, cause I think like what I think is the most likely thing to happen is that most of the people that work there are going to, that were even like kind of offended by the shit he said are going to stay because like really in the, in the grand scheme of things, like even when people are offended by like a joke or something like that, they like, don't quit their job or yeah. run away from it forever. They just say, Hey, I didn't like what you said. And that is fucking it. That is what it usually pans out to be. Yeah. There's no, like there's no Marxist police force that is arresting people for what they say. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why it has to, ha like, why does, why is this conversation happening? And it, if not just because, like I said, this guy just, his clubhouse got invaded by people who didn't think the same as him, and now he wants to get rid of them. Um, but the crypto, crypto is rooted in dangerous ideas like free speech. Uh, no. That's pretty interesting in free markets. Ooh. So what did you mean by this? Because I did, there. I mean, I, I applaud you for this. This is your company you and do whatever you want. And you're offering them pay if they don't agree with your ideas. But what did you mean by this? According to workers, they, you were questioning women's intelligence compared to men. You said it's not as settled as one might have initially thought. <laughs> uh, so the New York Times hit piece completely cherry picked uh, little snippets of, of text out of weeks worth of conversations and uh, you know, reconstructed their own sentences in this hit. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, they have the files. And if you said that women being having the same intelligence of men is not quite settled yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what. Unless you were saying, hey, only an asshole and a dumbass would think that women aren't as intelligent as men. <laughs> then I'm on your side, dude. It's like, man, they fucking cherry picked you. You got fucked there. Yeah. But it seems like you were just saying that to me. <laughs> it's That's one thing that libertarians are accused of a lot. <laughs> you certainly fit a stereotype. I mean, guys that get that say they got cherry picked, but they're like using the N word or something. Like right, that. that happens all the time. They cherry picked like Donald Sterling. Remember when he got yeah, fired? He's yeah. like, they cherry picked some of the things I was saying. It's like, yeah, the racist stuff. The rest of the they, stuff in the conversation wasn't pertinent to anybody. <laughs> cherry picked me saying women aren't as smart as men. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a complete misrepresentation of what actually happened. Uh, obviously, I don't think women are, are of any lesser intelligence than men. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, we've got a lot of people in the company from all sorts of different backgrounds. Uh, we've got people from, from more than 70 countries in the, uh, mm -hmm. in the company that speak more than 50 languages. Uh, we're incredibly diverse in, in many ways. Um, and, you know, I think that 
the problem. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're, I doubt it. I would love to know the makeup of the company, but whatever. I mean, I'm not going to dwell on that. that. Some people have is this diversity of thought. You know, they, they prefer people to, to look, look a certain way. They've got some boxes to check on appearances and uh, they're not so much concerned about the mindset. They All want right, you to, to, to think like them. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. I'm what happened? I think you unplugged. I did? Yeah, something happened. Well, that is Kraken. Sorry. What time it is here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Let's look at one more thing here. Okay. That uh, Have you heard of No Evil Foods, Brett? Yeah. Did we you have someone know? call in. Huh? Didn't we have someone call in? Someone messaged us about them. Maybe they never called in. Yeah. Someone sent me a website called Mo Evil Foods. Uh-huh. Uh, no evil foods prides themselves on sustainability when it comes to plants, animals, and the environment. But when they got news that their workers had started to organize a union, they, and, uh, this is a bullet point list here, hired the services of a union avoidance law firm, plastered the production facility with vote no posters and anti-union propaganda, held several mandatory anti-union propaganda meetings multiple times per week, exploited fears of sexual harassment, job insecurity, union dues and union corruption, and targeted union supporters after the union effort was crushed. Um, I think the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this is a company that brands itself as socialist. Yeah. the 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 iconography of it is all looks like old socialist posters. Yeah, and they say like uh, no uh, evil. They're uh, one of those like we're ve- we care about everything except for our fucking people that make the food type vegans, you know. And the Zapatistas had to tell them not to name because they had like a, a oh really a thing named after like a Zapatista or subcommandant Marcos or something like that. They had to tell them not to do it. They like uh uh. They've been called out a few times by different socialist organizations, and uh, so just over a little, just a little over a year after the union drive, No Evil Foods fired the entire production team without any warning, gave workers a letter of recommendation and a flyer for an upcoming job fair in Asheville. That's fucking, that's brutal, man. That is, that's hardcore right there. Uh, hey, man, there's a job fair coming up. Get out, fun, yeah, by the way, get out of here. You get a job. Skedaddle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get, uh, they refused to pay workers their accrued paid time off, which uh, I believe that. Uh, refused to give workers any kind of severance pay and immediately terminated health care benefits and outsourced the production jobs to a third-party co-packer with ties to the meat industry to cut costs, which that's another thing when you're running these like sort of vegan gimmicks. Uh, you know, you don't want to be working with you don't want to be working with the meat right. industry. You're going to be contracting to pay the meat industry money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Huffington Post wrote about it. Uh, they talked the talk, but they didn't walk the walk. Uh, oh, wait. Okay. A self-described socially conscious vegan food manufacturer. Oh, my God. The ads on the internet these days, guys. Is it getting out of control? It's out of effing control. You open up one window and eight ads come up, you know? You're trying to fucking click the little X, but you can't find the goddamn X. It's just too much. A self-described socially conscious vegan food manufacturer laid off its entire production staff in North Carolina on Friday, infuriating workers who said the lack of notice and severance pay was out of step with the company's stated values. 
Audio of the layoff announcement at No Evil Foods provided to HuffPost by a source captured stun workers shouting back at company leaders who delivered the news. So we get fired so you can stay alive, one worker said to the company's chief executive, Mike Wolanowski, as Wolanowski explained that the facility will be shut down. Um, I think I can get that audio here, too. Damn. Uh, yeah, no. No. Nope, I couldn't get it. Uh, several workers reacted with disbelief after the company's human resources chief, Drew Pollock, explained they would be paid for Friday's work, but nothing beyond that because we're out of money. How the fuck does that happen when your food is being sold in like supermarkets and Whole Foods and shit like that? Yeah, you charge $9 for a, a, a kielbasa. For some seitan. Yeah. I never had their shit, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it tastes like shit, really. This no evil foods food, it tastes like fucking dog shit. Yeah. It's made out of dog shit, actually, at a meat packing plant. It's sick. Uh, workers were heard yelling, screw all of y'all and fuck you. You can't tell me there's absolutely no money, one said. They got a better deal. The ones that fucked up added one worker in apparent reference to the company's leadership. No Evil Foods, which is based in Weaverville, north of Asheville, did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Sunday. Wolianski said in the meeting that No Evil Foods was counting on a new infusion of cash that recently fell through. He said the pandemic presented a number of challenges for the company and that leaders had decided to move to a co-manufacturing model rather than have its own dedicated facility. I really have to say that I don't trust any of these like things at all yeah. at this point. Like I, just, I mean, there's no way to make money without cutting all the corners. Yeah, it's like when we got pissed off at our REI and people had to explain to us that they're not a, a worker-owned co-op, there's a customer co-op. Yeah. Like we had to have that explained to us. And it's just impossible. I don't think like, I don't know. I, I wonder how possible under this system that we're in is it to even run a business that's not sleazy. You know what I mean? That's not like, I don't, I, I don't know. It feels like once you get to a certain size, you just abandon all of that. Yeah. You just decide like none of this is important to me anymore. I don't care. I'm not trying to make an impact. I'm just trying to make a bunch of fucking money right. and I don't care who I have to run over to get it. You know, um, the other situation, the company has essentially run out of money and we're now really forced to make some really big, really difficult changes, which is also like one of those things. They always say they're difficult. They're having, this is very difficult for us. And it's like, yeah, you fired me. I can't get any money now out of you severance or anything. Uh, Mike Rapier, one of the workers who spoke up during the meeting said in an interview with HuffPost that the company's leaders deserved all the back talk. No Evil Foods describes itself as a purpose-driven food manufacturer seeking to address food insecurity, economic justice, and climate change through plant-based options. Some of its products make cheeky nods to socialism, like the ch chicken-free Comrade Cluck. Ugh. Mm. Well, I mean, Comrade is not just a socialist <laughs> but I, that's what they're shooting for yeah rapier said the company leaders often spoke about the workforce as a family that's why rapier a production employee expected more than a recommendation letter and a leaflet about an upcoming job fair that's fucking cold-blooded to hand out the job fair thing 
cold-blooded. We would have big monthly meetings about core values and family and respect and save the world, said Rapier, who added that he did not make the audio recording. They preached all of this stuff, but when it came down to it, they were very, very cutthroat. Companies generally are not required to provide severance pay unless a contract requires it. Sometimes employers are required to give 60-day notice or more under the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act or similar state laws. But the mass layoff at No Evil Foods appears to be a small enough so that the law does not apply. Uh, they estimated there were between 30 and 50 workers laid off Friday, though he had said that others had been let go earlier in the year. Uh, this is not the first time workers have accused No Evil Foods of not meeting its socially conscious image. The company pushed back hard against the union drive last year, holding captive audience meetings and urging workers to vote down the effort with the UFCW. When audio of those, me audio of those meetings were posted to the internet, the company made legal efforts to have them removed. Can you imagine the panic that happened? at the company when the video showed up like that i would have liked to have seen yeah we're gonna go call the fucking lawyers have them take it down now fucking probably called everybody in and yelled at them and said whoever did this we're gonna fucking find you yeah so it's time to take it down so yeah uh, the company fired two workers involved in the organizing effort claiming they had violated the facility's social distancing rules nice <laughs> The two workers, John Reynolds and Courtney Roach, accused the company of illegal retaliation and an NLRB general counsel pursued a complaint. As Jacob and recently reported, No Evil Foods settled those claims by paying 20000 to Reynolds and 22500 to Roach. That is a nice little thing if you can afford it is just go to a place and if you get fired, just get twenty grand out of them. Yeah. You know? uh. <laughs> Get, Seems like a move. Sue them. Get fired and then sue them. Yeah. If you, if you have the chance to do that, do that. Um, so, yeah. Fuck this. Fuck no evil foods. Don't buy their shit. They suck. Does it suck? For real? Have you it tried doesn't it? suck. It's good. It sucks. It's made out of poop. Brett was telling me before we got in the air, that stuff tastes like fucking poop. You heard about the healthy harvest thing, getting people's organs removed? No. What happened? Daily Harvest. Oh, no. I did hear a little bit of that. Yeah, that uh, some people are going to the hospital over it. And Daily Harvest hasn't really done anything about it. They haven't really made a big announcement or anything. They have a link in their bio. I mean, you don't want to make an announcement. And, and if I'm making food and people are getting their organs removed, I don't I don't really want to make that announcement either. <laughs> yeah. You know what gonna I mean? Just going to hide. Just going to bury your head in the <laughs> sand. Yeah. I... I send a piece of mail to everybody that got the organ removal uh stuff and just yeah. like not mention it hey could you here's, hey, a here's some free meals yeah could you please not mention that that you had to get your liver removed <laughs> <laughs> that would that's that's a crisis there yeah and, yeah and it's weird because like when you think that when i maybe i'm an idiot but when i think of vegan food i i, I feel like it's like almost impossible to sort of get food poisoning from it in a way, in my opinion, no. I know that it's not impossible, but it's so much, it's so much less likely than meat and shit, you know? No, it's not food poisoning. It was mold. There was mold. Yes. in the lentils. Yeah. So the way they were like pre-cooking them or not, 
vacuum sealing them tight enough, it made a mold grow that fucked people up. And so then they like, they like, so the people then started saying, hey, this happened to me. And yeah. then they were just like, we'll put a link in our bio. Yeah. To Did tell they people have, to watch out for them. Is their name on, is their display name on Twitter? Like link in bio like check the link in the bio if you have no. like diarrhea or something like is there anything that points you to the bio they made link? a post on twitter okay hey let's see That's okay cool. yeah it's in the bio an important message regarding our french lentil and leek grumbles <laughs> it's in their bio i don't want food ever delivered to me not that i think it's like as like any less safe than buying it at the grocery store i just feel like I don't know this. <laughs> well, they're calling it a voluntary recall. Oh yeah, because that yeah. <laughs> the latest update on our voluntary recall. But didn't people have to scream at them to get it to happen? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Uh, well, that's Street Fight. Um, you know, that's the show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it as always. And if you want to support what we do, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We've got some new bonus material in the works right now. Um, and also, you'll get access to the 20% off code for the t-shirts. So if you want the big Bill Hayward tanks and tees, they're at store.streetfightradio.com. And if you want more audio, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We'll see you on Sunday. I'll be taking your calls with a mystery guest. Peace. This thing. If you gon' bang, then bang for change, don't bang for crazy things. If not, don't bang. If you gon' ball, play the game how it should be played. Can you dribble a grenade to save your life? You paid the price, mama raised you right. Now you ain't gon' fight for the white man lost. Hell no, for the cause because we gotta get what's ours. Gotta struggle for the motherfucker power. Cause we're living in the last few hours. It's 1159, I think it's about time. We get on the grind and get out the carbine. We're feeding my mind. We can see we can find them. We can spot them. Pop, pop, pop the pole nine. This is only a rhyme tonight. Don't get scared. Listen to the message in the word. Don't let your sight get blurred. You heard this righteous word. You might prefer it from a calm out, time out I didn't say bug out, ball out, blang out All y'all sell out, get the hell out This year it's RBG, so bang on out Uh, we people, army nigga, bang on out Gotta look way deep in your heart Anything in the way, gotta go straight through, take charge Can't hide from your flaws when you ride for the cause Cause a nigga will pull your card Keep your guard up 24-7 on the street Like you're doing a hard time on the yard But you know about hard Can you assemble your heat in the dark? Take it apart and clean all the parts Life is a journey, of course, like learning a martial art You can't have partial heart Gotta give your all if you drop the ball, dawg We all fall, it ain't over till the problem solved Get your back up off the wall My niggas is riders, we fighters, we tight as a fist RBGs up in this bitch so bang on out If your cat is a sack And you reppin' your rag And you holdin' the magnum Use it for freedom, nigga Bang on out All my dirty is dirty It's revolutionaries and visionaries Don't be no scary, nigga Bang on out It's a war going on in the streets We hollin' fuck the police Ain't by no peace, nigga Bang on out Listen, you see 50 niggas in all black fatigues My 
machine, better down your street. At the end of the block, we got the goddamn cops and they whole precinct. Tell me what you see. I see buildings burning, motherfuckers tripping for a goddamn purpose. The police is nervous because we done observed them. Now niggas is thinking about murder. We ain't talking no more, and we ain't squashing shit with popo. And we ain't marching in the middle with the goddamn road, cause Martin got smoke. Niggas ready for woe, so get the fuck up. We finished at the city to five. This time we be ride, we burning it down. Turn the shit round. Keep your justice, your peace, your peace. Keep blessing, your heat. Aiming at the crooked officer. And we won't stop blazing till they cough and blow. Wanna swing my baseball cap to the back and get busy, nigga. You say you're a soldier, we get over here, nigga. We under attack. As soon as they gone, they dead gone. Murder mo, come, come, they done. Me red rum, me red rum, they done. And when we put them in their grave, we tossing a donut and tell them we don't surrender, surrender, no. Revolutionary culture Bang on out